you're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the sub-series of Let's Stay Together, where we talk about the 2019 Anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing episode 19, which was called Gomenasai, or <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I refuse to say it that way. <laughs> we're going to be doing, I have no announcements today, so we're just going to go <laughs> straight into the summary. Oh wait, no, sorry. I do have an announcement. <laughs> the announcement is, um, I know, I'm sorry. There's a bunch of, uh, we got some uh, asks and stuff recently. I have seen them. I will reply to them. <laughs> I, I appreciated uh, the essay on feather symbolism. I did thank too. You for, thank you for submitting. Yeah, that was a uh, Steven Universe, <laughs> <laughs> the person who uh, has sent us other essays that were also interesting. <laughs> but yes, I will get to them. I will. I will reply to them when I stop working fifty hours a week. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Let's do this. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Ritsu. I'm actually really excited. Um, this episode was really interesting because. Mm-hmm. It was there. This content was technically in the two thousand one anime, but like, a lot of the order of stuff was like switched around. Like all of the, all of the pieces that were in the manga were there, but they were kind of some of it was in like a little bit of a different order. It's kind of in a different place. So I thought mm-hmm. that was really interesting, actually. So I'm really excited yeah. to talk to you about it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I was just like, okay, I look I'm ready to like chill out and then watch this thing that's about Ritsu that we literally just talked about. Like we just <laughs> the episode that's coming out or that came out on Wednesday was also about Ritsu. So we're doing the same thing again. We're talking about the t- the same things in the anime and manga, which is interesting. Yeah, I think the anime producers are peeking at our notes. <laughs> they must be, huh? <laughs> <laughs> They're on Google Drive. Maybe they have access to my yeah. Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, this episode covered content from chapters 44 and 45 of the manga, which is funny. That means we're bouncing around a lot right now because last time it was about chapters 27 and 28. And then the stuff with Uo was from the... Th- 30s or the early 40s or late 30s or something so like they're kind of bouncing back and forth they're bouncing around a little bit in the Mm -hmm. manga which is interesting but we're getting introduced to a character that basically gets introduced a bit later which is it's fine um Mm -hmm. i don't know some of the things that are removed are like stuff from the for example is like stuff that happened later in the manga like it just hasn't happened yet and so it's it's just not it's just removed to focus on ritsu which is fine like it totally makes sense Mm -hmm. the ritsu stuff awesome really felt like an earlier chapter anyway it does it feels like um i was just thinking when i was working on the kind of like the summaries for this week that in the manga the part of the manga that we're reading which is kind of like right after this part i guess essentially there's Mm -hmm. this is the first time when ritsu comes in that kind of like a new soma with like a new problem is kind of introduced and there's new kind of like toru doling out advice type stuff that Mm -hmm. happens but it was one of the first times, like, kind of in that part where someone new had come in. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. It's probably a good idea to kind of, like, set them all up and kind of get that out of the way mm-hmm. at the beginning. So you get to know them a little bit sooner, I guess. The other characters, yeah. I mean. Anyway, <laughs> we open outside Shigure's house. And a voice cuts shrilly through the tranquility of the secluded woods where the house is located. It turns out it's Shigure's editor, Michan, calling for him. She's come to pick up his most recent manuscript. We see a woman walking up the, walking over like a bridge and then walking up the steps to Shigure is wearing a long green, uh, a green long sleeve kimono. And then we cut back to Michan, who's at the door. No one has come to answer and her knocking turns to like frantic banging and screaming until she's out of breath. She angrily <laughs> takes out her cell phone out of her purse and dials and Shigure answers and explains that he had a craving for takoyaki from a place called the Octopus Dude, which is funny. <laughs> um, of course, as he speaks, we see... The, the takoyaki stand that he was referring to and Shigure is not there. <laughs> the 
Michan <laughs> freaks out on the phone because the day is the deadline for the manuscript and Shigori's like, oh, is it? And then hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid sensei! Michan screams and then runs off to find him, scream threatening that she'll catch him and turn him into a boiled octopus. From inside Shigori's house, a door quietly slides open to reveal that of course Shigori has been hiding at home the whole time. <laughs> the woman in the green kimono stops on the stairs as Michan leaps dramatically down and runs past her. Michan apologizes and the woman in green bows deeply and apologizes for getting in Michan's way. They both bow frantically back and forth and apologize to each other and the woman is like, I'm sorry for getting in your way and Michan is like, I'm sorry for rushing. I'm rushing because Sensei is an obnoctopus. Which is... <laughs> Did you watch the dub or the sub? <laughs> I watched the sub. I didn't get the chance to watch the dub this time. I didn't either. That was the that was a pun that was in the subtitle, which I thought yeah. was great. They apologize, so on and so forth, like, until Michan runs away again. Toru also arrives home. At the time, starts, we see her walking up the steps, and Michan runs past her yelling, Octo-sensei! And Toru <laughs> looks after Michan as she passes, but then a scream from in front of Shigari's house draws her attention. I'm so excited. You can hear it in my voice. I'm just like giddy with excitement. <laughs> Toru runs up the steps to find the woman in green outside whose bag of books has burst open and spilled everywhere. Toru helps her and the woman apologizes for calling, causing nothing but trouble to those around her. I'm already sorry just for breathing, she says. And here I am making you help me. I'm terribly sorry. Realization seems to have dawned on Toru's face as the woman screams, I'll apologize. I'll apologize to all the world. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm happy for you <laughs> I'm happy for me too Tor remembers the hostess from the hot spring doing the same thing and says Richardson? the woman pauses and then com- continues dramatically oh no even strangers know my name am I that infamous I've been living in a careless ignorance this whole time I apologize for causing trouble to everyone who share my name and Toru was like uh no it's but Shigeru fortunately pops out of the house and asks why Richan is here Richan pauses again dramatically, then continues, I apologize, someone like me shouldn't be visiting, I'm sorry. And then we cut to opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a dramatic opening sequence. <laughs> I also feel like it's one of the longer opening, what do they call mm. it? Like, uh, those little, like, preview opening things. There's a word for it. It's yeah, fine. I can't think of it either right now. <laughs> it's fine. It's not that important. It, but it's, <laughs> it's like the one of the longest ones I think there was, at least it certainly felt that way if it wasn't, but. Inside Shigure's house, Richan sits with Shigure and Toru brings them some tea and Richan apologizes, of course, for causing problems for Toru earlier. Toru is excited because she's finally able to meet the monkey, Richan-san. And Shigure asks what prompted the visit. Richan-san asks if she's intruding and Shigure is like, yep. So, of course, Richan <laughs> freaks out, apologizes, and tries to run home, but Shigure grabs her kimono. After she settles again, he asks, so why the sudden visit? Richan explains that she came to meet Toru because most of the other Zodiac members have already met her and introduced themselves. Richan formally introduces herself as Ritsu Soma, and Toru greets her back politely. And now, having been properly introduced, Ritsu presents the gift that she has brought. I considered getting fruit, but I didn't know what you liked, so I got some books on fruit instead. And Shigure and Toru are silent, perhaps unsure of how to react. Ritsu, of course, freaks out again and is like, eh, eh, I'm sorry, is it a bad gift? Have I caused you trouble? No, not at all, Shigure says, anger vein prominent and growling and, like, making a barking sound effect. (laughs) Ritsu frantically scream and apologizes again, and Shigure holds back, holds her back from running away, going to buy fruit, saying that he was kidding. Ritsu flops down on the table dramatically and says, I knew I shouldn't have come. Don't say that, Shigure says nonchalantly, inspecting one of the fruit books. Yes, Toru says, hands up, fists clenched with excitement, and her face determined looking. I really wanted to meet you, Richan-san, so the fact that you came to visit <laughs> makes me truly happy. Ritsu sits back and smiles, wiping a tear from her eye, and thanks, Toru. She's even more beautiful when she smiles, Toru thinks. 
Sugar says that Ritsu takes after her mother, what with the panicking and screaming apologizing constantly and whatnot. <laughs> Don't you feel like you should toughen up? Shigure asks. Of course, Ritsu says. I want to have more confidence in myself, and one day I hope to be overflowing with confidence like Aya-ni-san. And she imagines Ayame eating soba noodles with confidence, accompanied by an <laughs> echoing ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha through the rest of the scene. <laughs> Shigure says that's impossible. Ayame has inhuman levels of self-confidence. Anyway, you apologize too quickly, Richan, Shigure says, and Ritu is like, I'm sorry, of course. See, you did it again, Shigure says. Shigure suggests that as a first step for a better you, not that anybody asks Shigure, but whatever, you're banned from reflexively apologizing. Maybe his manuscript is a self-help book. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Five steps to a better you. Stop apologizing <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Don't apologize to the world, it says. <laughs> You'll cheer Ritsu on, right, Toru-kun? And Toru is like, yes. All for my sake. What kind-hearted people, Ritsu thinks. I'll take on the challenge, Ritsu says. Yuki arrives home at that time, which provides an opportunity for Ritsu to practice, of course. And Ritsu is like, no, no, I need more time to emotionally prepare. But Toru is like, fight Odes, or whatever. She's like, you can do it. <laughs> I thought it was funny that she said that again. <laughs> this is a reference to her saying, go part-time work, go, or whatever. What is, wait, what was it translated to? It was something great. It was Swab Swab, that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> At least I thought it was great. Some people, I think, in the fandom were like, what the fuck? But no, it was wonderful. And, and those people are silly absolutely for not thinking so. Absolutely would say. Yes. <laughs> but what she said was Faito Baito or whatever in Japanese. Yeah. So this is like, Faito, mm-hmm. you could do it. <laughs> Yuki comes in and is like, oh, Ritsu, what are you doing here? Just like casually, like a normal person would ask. And immediately Ritsu is like, you're right. The likes of me shouldn't be here, should I? Fortunately, Toru is like, Richan, and kind of snaps Ritsu out of the apology spiral that she's wont to go down. <laughs> Ritsu takes a deep, calming breath and then sweetly smiles and says, Yuki-san, you're, look- you're starting to look more like Aya-ni-san. To which Yuki replies, have a nice day, and then pieces out. And Ritsu, of course, screw <laughs> apologizes to him <laughs> for offending him. I think Ritsu's like, you don't look like Aya, or whatever. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> right after that, Kyo arrives home as well and comes in and is like, what is Ritsu doing here? Which starts the same instant apology spiral uh, again, but then Ritsu snaps herself out of it. Um, Kyo-san, I'm glad for you, she says, smiling sweetly again. You get along with Yuki-san enough that you can live together. We don't get along, Yuki Kyo say, and then Ritsu scream apologizes dramatically for saying that and for visiting. <laughs> I'll take. I'll be taking my leave now. I apologize for staying so long, Ritsu says, uh, trying to get up to leave. And Toru hops up and is like, please wait, and grabs Ritsu, who transforms? Question mark. <laughs> Toru flops onto the floor, confused as the kind of green transformation cloud dissipates and reveals an adorable, albeit nervously sweaty, monkey. <laughs> because, of course, the rule that we learned so far is that Kirsten was only transformed when they're hugged by a member of the opposite sex. Toru is and swirly eyes... And monkey reach on screens, I'm so sorry. We transition. That was like, there was like a pan up outside of the roof and you can see the words are like floating in the air. <laughs> back inside, Sugar Eggs and Ritsu has changed back into, uh, or like has changed back into a person and is dressed again. <laughs> back into a human. <laughs> Sugar explains that Richan is male, but has worn girls clothes since he was young. Toru asks why Ritsu wears girls' clothes, and Yuki and Kyo um, are also there for this explanation as well. Ritsu explains that girls' clothes make him feel calmer. At the beginning, he just wanted to try it, but realized he felt more at peace that way, and we see a memory of baby Ritsu trying on a dress of Kagura's, eyes opening wide, then asking Kagura if he can keep the dress. I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed of myself, Ritsu says, in the present. Please don't be, Toru says. It suits you, really. You're beautiful. Toru-kun, I don't know if that helps much, Shigure says. 
You'll be working soon, though, Yuki asks. Will you go to work wearing girls' clothes? I suppose I shouldn't. Should I? Ritsu wonders, and Kyo sighs sort of uncomfortably. Shigure suggests that the kids go change, and so they take off. And while they're gone, Ritsu apologizes, of course, for failing at the challenge that he agreed to earlier. From afar, we hear, outside, Michan screaming, Octo-sensei! <laughs> and Shigure tells Ritsu to close the door. Michan has arrived and bangs on the door to be let in, but Ritsu, um, Ritsu asks who that is, and Shigure explains seriously, she's what people call a stalker, and Ritsu, and asks Ritsu to send her away. Shigure says if he can send her, if he can send the stalker away without any problems, this will be a huge step for, for Ritsu, and dramatically points at Ritsu with his fan, and Ritsu is like, all right, I'll do it. So, Ritsu timidly slides the door, the front door open, the teeniest amount, and peeks out, and sees Michan, who has strung up a noose on a tree, and screams. Appropriately, perhaps. <laughs> Michan becomes enraged, thinking that Shiguri is holed up with a girlfriend inside. Ritsu slams the door, just in time for Michan to, like, slam against it, cartoon style, which was hilarious. Um, Ritsu explains, as they fight around the door, that he's Shiguri's relative, not Shiguri's girlfriend. They argue, and Michan asks if Shigure is done uh, with the manuscript, and Ritsu yells, We haven't done anything! And is finally able to slam the door shut. Michan slumps on the ground, uh, I think having misheard Ritsu, and says, I can't believe that he's not done with the manuscript. Michan hears Michan saying outside. <laughs> Ritsu opens the door again and finds Michan crying and writing her will this time, <laughs> noose prominently hanging in the background. <laughs> Yuki and Toru, who have appeared um, in the hallway and changed, See Michan and Toru calls to her, and finally Shigure slides open the side door and calls, Why, hello, Michan, how are you? <laughs> As if nothing is, has been happening this whole time. So we cut inside. Toru makes pour over coffee like a f fancy person, essentially, um, <laughs> and brings some coffee. Michan begs Shigure for the manuscript, and Shigure um, gives it to her. She cries happily, having finally received it, received confirmation that it's complete. Tor comes in with the coffee and explains that to Ritsu that Michan is Shigure's editor, and Ritsu starts dramatically apologizing for not knowing. All in slow motion, Ritsu stands up, raises his arms back, and smacks the tray of coffee that Toru was carrying and shouts, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Everyone watches in shock <laughs> as coffee splashes on some of the pages from Shigure's manuscript. Ah! All of them say, then Michan screams and then tries to like rub the coffee with her sleeve. And then she picks up the picks up the page to inspect if that helped, and then screams even louder as a scary pipe organ plays in the background. Which was amazing. There was like horror music sound effects mm. in that whole scene. <laughs> Michan faints and her soul flies out of her body. No Ritsu screams and then runs off. Kyo, who for some reason is stretching outside, hears the clink of roof tiles and turns behind him to see Ritsu standing on the edge of the roof, hands clasped, looking up kind of to the sky. Oh gods and Buddhas, you mustn't forgive me for my sins, Ritsu says, tears streaming down his face. Toru, Yuki, and Shigure also run out of the house to where Kyo is standing in the yard to watch as well, or to try to, I don't know, to see what's going on as well. <laughs> I ruined the manuscript that's dearer to the editor than her life, Ritsu continues. Only through death can I atone for my sin. On the ground, Toru freaks out and Yuki tells her to calm down. Ritsu goes on. Furthermore, I have let everyone down despite the many chances they gave me. Oh, why is it that all I do is cause trouble for those around me for no good reason? <laughs> We're in that exact situation now, Shigure adds very helpfully. <laughs> Kyo and Yuki just glare. <laughs> They look so unimpressed. It's hilarious. They are. They, and Shigure is like, just kind of like, whatever. Like, they, 
I don't know what it is. I guess they're just like used to this like overabundant <laughs> display of I don't know of apologeticness. Like, <laughs> I guess maybe they know what Ritsu's like or something because Toru's like freaking mm. out the whole time, which is this is funny. Richan-san, no one is angry, so please come down, Toru yells, and Ritsu is like, no, I've been like this since I was just a child. Just having Zodiac Spirit caused people enough trouble, and on top of that, I was a crybaby and a coward. I was clumsy in everything I did. And we see a scene of Ritsu as a child holding a ball, wearing the dress that Kagura gave him. Ritsu's parents bow to three other adults. My parents were always apologizing because of me, Ritsu explains. Um, in the memory, we see baby Ritsu crying and thinking, I'm sorry, mom and dad, you probably don't want to apologize, right? You probably want a child that you don't have to apologize for. Back on the roof in the present, Ritsu cries and says, A person like me should give up on life, but I don't I don't even have the courage to do that. Oh, I'm utterly useless, and yet I have the extraordinary nerve to stay alive. It makes me so frustrated with myself. You don't need that kind of courage, Toru says suddenly. She's climbed up to the roof, much to the surprise of Yuki and Kyo. What's wrong with having that nerve, she asks. Because, because people are alive, and that's why we can cry or worry or feel joy. But I'm just alive, Ritsu says. There's probably no reason someone worthless like me was born. You're looking for that reason, Toru says, standing shakily on the roof. Deep down, you're probably desperately searching for that reason, looking for it on your own. And Toru remembers a time with her mother when she was little, and her mom is, like, doing her hair. I'm glad, Kyoko says. I'm glad I had you, Toru. I can be cheerful every day because you're here. Then, baby Toru says, then I was born to meet your mom. Kyoko smiles and laughs and says, if that's true, I'm sure glad. Back on the roof, in the present, Toru says, I think maybe no one was born already having a reason to be here, because I think that it might be something that you need to find and decide for yourself. Suddenly, the roof tiles loosen and Toru slips, almost falling off the roof. She pulls herself up and says, maybe, maybe you can find the reason in a dream or a job or in others. Sometimes maybe the reason you find feels vague and uncertain and unstable, and she imagines her mother and thinks, you might even lose that reason. But as long as you're alive, she says, you want a reason. I get it. I want one too. And if I'm able to, I want to find that reason within someone else. Ritsu cries and Toru cries. And Toru imagines her friends, Hana, Uo, and Yuki and Kyo, Momiji, and Haru. And she thinks, to become someone who can live for the sake of others. That's why, that's why it's okay to have that nerve, she says, holding out her hand. Because if you have that nerve to live, you might meet the person who wants to be with you the most. Ritsu cries and looks down and says, I wonder if someone like me can find a reason. I hope I can find one someday. I agree with you. It'd be nice if I could live for someone else's sake. And Toru smiles. We fade to black. And then we take Michan's perspective as she blinks awake after passing out earlier with the coffee on the manuscript incident. <laughs> she sits up suddenly and asks about the manuscript, which Shigure says that he's currently rewriting. And he sends her out to get Takuyaki and sends Ritsu with her. So as they walk back together from getting Takuyaki, Ritsu apologizes for earlier. Michan says that she should be the one apologizing. She who acted so shamefully in front of someone she just met. I guess like making a noose and writing a will in front of someone is kind of awkward. I don't know. <laughs> she says even if it's just a joke, Shigure calling her a stalker was just plain mean. And Ritsu asks if he's always like that. And she says, yes, he's always teasing me to amuse himself, ignoring his deadlines and suddenly disappearing. How terrible, Ritsu says. I don't think I'm cut out for this job, Michan continues. I get panicked easily, and then I can't think rationally and end up causing trouble for others. I hate how I'm like that. Ritsu stops in his tracks and says, I've caused trouble for people around me ever since I was a child. Michan turns back to look at him as he continues, so I've never had any confidence. I don't know why I was born. I thought I was a useless human being. The wind rustles, and Ritsu smiles a soft smile. But even so, I've decided that I'll have the audacity to live, because someday, 
Even I might be able to find the reason that I was born. I might meet someone who needs me. Michan listens with surprise. I'm just repeating what someone else said, though, Ritsu adds. Michan smiles and says, Hearing your words makes me feel like I can keep going. Ritsu smiles, and they say they should go back before the takoyaki gets cold. <laughs> back to Shigure's, he chomps on a takoyaki. I don't know if there's a single word for, like, the little ball itself. I don't know. Whatever. In my head, it's a takoyaki, but I'm probably wrong. <laughs> takoyaki orb. Orb. <laughs> I have takoyaki ball in my notes, but... <laughs> Michan uh, asks for the manuscript... And Shigure ignores her and then offers, offers Toru a takoyaki <laughs> orb as well. <laughs> Please hurry up and finish the manuscript, Michan says. Please hurry and finish it with takoyaki power, Ritsu adds. That's right, sensei, become a takoyaki warrior and zoom through. But Shigure cuts Michan off and is like, just kidding. And he says that the manuscript was, of course, complete. And Michan cries with joy. Ritsu is like, that's great, Michan-san. And Michan is like, thank you very much, Michan-san. And they bond awkwardly. And then Michan is cutely asks to be friends with Ritsu. Eh, are you sure you want to be my friend? Ritsu says. Yes, please, she says. Please teach me how to wear a kimono sometime. I want to learn how to be more feminine like you, Richan-san. Michan, Michan, Shigure says. Richan is a boy. What? Michan says, mouth open in surprise, and Ritsu blushes. They exchange frantic apologies, like, um, like, oh, I'm sorry that I thought that you were like that. And Ritsu's like, I'm sorry I wore confusing clothes. Like, it's all... <laughs> It's all the same song and dance. <laughs> Yuki wonders if they'll stop being loud, and Kyo is like, this is dumb, <laughs> from the sidelines. I can't do much, Ritsu says, but I'll, I'll happily show you how to wear a kimono, or we can do something else together. Thank you, I look forward to it, Michan says. Now we focus on Richan, who thinks, I hope I can say some to someone, I was born for your sake. And then we focus on Michan, who thinks, I hope that I can say that someday, and I hope that whoever I say it to, and then their voices both finish the sentence at the same time, is waiting for those words, and then we cut to credits. It was very cute. Mm -hmm. There was takoyaki involved. <laughs> Shigure's takoyaki power. Oh, yeah. And then the most important note that I made is that Toru broke the house. <laughs> yeah, I read that we got bonus damage to Shigure's house. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a counter in my notes, but I could go back and find it because it's been such a long time. But <laughs> yeah, unexpected damage to Shigure's house. Some of the roof tiles slipped. She broke the gutter, too. She did. <laughs> She's lucky she didn't fall off the roof. Like, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> It's not that high up. No, also it looks like there was a little tiny roof below her too, yeah. so she would have slid onto the other roof and then <laughs> slid onto the ground. It would have been okay. <laughs> I twisted something, but... Probably. Maybe like a broken leg or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a doctor or anything. <laughs> you can go to night school. <laughs> I could go to night school and become a doctor. <laughs> Get my GED <laughs> so I can become a real doctor. As long as Mayuko Dai-sensei-sama is my teacher, then it'll be fine. Um, do you wanna you wanna you wanna kick off the discussion? I'm digging my toe into the ground like a <laughs> in a cute way, <laughs> beguiling type way. <laughs> um, yeah, they're like the chapters that they're based off of are like the Ritsu chapters, but somehow this episode felt more Ritsu focused to me. That's yeah. Like, there's some other content in there too. Yeah, like in the in mm -hmm. the manga there is. Yeah, like it felt like it. It kind of felt like it took him a little more seriously too. Mm hmm. I think so. It's like it's. Like it's a little less slapsticky. I mean, it's still a lot of slapstick, but <laughs> just a little bit less. And like some of like his anxiety scenes and stuff are treated a little more seriously, especially the uh, mm -hmm. roof scene at the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's more much more dramatic. I yeah. think you're right. I think it's more. There's also like this scene with um one of the scenes that's kind of like different from the manga is the scene where Ritsu comes into Shigure's living room and Shigure's telling him giving him like advice on how to 
be better. And I feel like mm-hmm. in the manga, it was kind of like, like you in this one, Yuki is the one who says like, oh, you're in college, aren't you? Or like, you're going to start working soon. Are you going to wear girls clothes when you start working? And Ritsu's like, I don't know. Um, but Shiguri is the one who says that in the manga. Mm-hmm. And he says it while he's like looking at one of the books. Like he kind of says it like in this sort of like nonchalant way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. Like as if he doesn't. He's like, I don't really care. Like, you do whatever you want, but are you sure you want to kind of keep living this way? Like, Shigure is not really doing that much to treat Ritsu's situation seriously. Mm-hmm. I feel like even in this case, in that scene, some of the things that he says are like, you should, like, try to do... You should try to stop immediately apologizing to people. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like at least that was kind of, like, genuine. Like, he's trying to... Mm-hmm. give him some tangible advice to follow yeah. but she goes you know definitely still taking the opportunity to tease him but he also gives him some like oh, yeah. decent advice and stuff so yeah i mean she goes teasing him like he teases everybody like like he yeah. teases like kyo and he's like kind of picking on the thing that is like the thing that ritsu struggles with the most so ritsu's like oh did i bother you and he's like yes mm-hmm. <laughs> which <laughs> so of course ritsu freaks out um yeah. also but feel he, like did, it was, he did uh... actually give ritsu some solid advice yeah i also feel like uh like Ritsu's cross-dressing was treated less as like an inherently embarrassing thing and more as mm-hmm. just like something they're worried about as like a symptom of his anxiety like mm-hmm. like it only really which comes... is the way it should be treated yeah like yeah. it only really comes up the one time where they're like where they're like you're gonna start working soon are you still gonna dress that way because like they're worried about how that might affect him as mm-hmm. a you know member of society rather than like it being a thing he should stop just because it's wrong or whatever. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the one who says that is Yuki, which is kind of a smart thing to do because it's established that Yuki, like Yuki and Kyo are younger, right? Like they don't, yeah. they maybe they don't have as much of a perspective yeah. of the world. Like someone like Shigure is older, should be like a little more open to different kind of perspectives. So I think the choice to have Yuki say it is at least like a little, mm-hmm. it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. It makes it's sense so harsh. Like, for his age and also for like, you know, Yuki has established insecurities about, like, his perceived masculinity, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. So that would probably extend onto Ritsu. Yeah. And then the way Ritsu's kind of like, I don't know, I should probably stop, right? And they're kind of like, eh, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It is treated a little bit differently. You know, like, 20 years makes yeah. a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did appreciate yeah, it. I liked, the, I liked those changes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they were good changes to make for a, you know... 2019 interpretation of the character of Ritsu. <laughs> mhm. The other thing I guess like um the the ways that like uh like Toru so there's a line where Toru is like um like it looks great on you or whatever like it looks good and then mm-hmm. Shigure is like I don't think that helps because I think like what Shigure is trying to say is like the underlying reason I think the reason that this is embarrassing for Ritsu is like not just that it's like it's not that it's women's clothing or whatever but it's that it's something that he also feels like it's something that helps him that other people find embarrassing i guess mm-hmm. hold on wait what am i trying to say yeah it's not like like it's embarrassing for him because like he feels like people see it as embarrassing like yeah it's it's not like ritsu chooses to wear women's clothes because like he's he wants to look a certain way it's because mm-hmm. he's doing it to cope to feel comfortable yeah like you know what i mean like it's not like and so when toru says like oh but you look so beautiful i think that's why shigure says like that's not I don't mm-hmm. think that's really helping. Yeah, because um, that's like like he's not insecure in that particular way about it. No, it's not about necessarily about the way that he looks. I think we discussed it before. It's more like 
probably like there's something about Ritsu's this uh, kind of anxious and shy I think is the word that's used to describe him a lot in the in the manga and sort of like passive mm-hmm. and that maybe this adopting the like this feminine dress is like part of like not having to have the same I don't know like pressure of yeah. not being so passive yeah like these different societal expectations on people are perceived as women and people are perceived as men exactly and so like what Risu might be doing in this case is trying to evoke that from other people to like not have that but it, and but I don't know it's not really said that that's the case either mm-hmm. it says that Ritsu feels more comfortable in women's clothing yeah it feels Ritsu feels less anxious in women's clothing mm-hmm. for whatever reason so yeah but yeah it doesn't really have anything to do with looks there's a couple of comments specifically about looks they're like Ritsu and or not Ritsu Toru and Michan are both like you look so beautiful and you're yeah. and it's not really the it's not the thing that Ritsu's trying to kind of like yeah and he doesn't really respond to those comments in like either way like he's not like no, not flattered really. or insulted. No, because it's not what's it doesn't it's not what bothers him or and or is important to him. Yeah, right? it's like about the anxiety that he feels, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of like it. It's like a double edged sword for him because he feels more comfortable dressing that way, but then he feels like it like makes people like judge him, and he feels like I have to apologize for it, which is something that makes him uncomfortable. So yeah, it's a whole like self kind mm-hmm. of cyclical. Because then Ritsu's like, all I do is cause trouble with people around me, and so, like, I apologize, but then, like, the apologizing is over the top, which causes even more trouble, mm-hmm. so it's this whole, like, self-feeding anxiety loop yeah. that Ritsu's in. Mm-hmm. So Tsukuri being like, you should just, you should try to stop knee-jerk apologizing to everyone right away is probably yeah. a good approach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's difficult to change when you're... Yeah. They say that Ritsu, I don't think they said it, they said, like, you're going to be working soon, but I, they mm-hmm. said in the manga that Ritsu's in college so someone who's in their like late teens or early 20s is probably going to be uncomfortable it's going to be difficult mm-hmm. for them to change something that's such an ingrained part of their personality and their habits yeah because we see from the flashback that he was really young when he started exhibiting the apologizing behavior yeah exactly it's another thing that I just thought of that changed is they don't actually show him dressing in like the more masculine clothes that he does that he switches to no. partway through the chapters yeah you're right i didn't i didn't think about that you're definitely right in uh yeah shigure is like oh are you gonna change that's another thing that's like kind of condescending so Mm -hmm. in the manga so ritsu arrives in a kimono just like this one um which is like a women's a young women's kimono for people if you don't know but i bet people who listen to this know Mm -hmm. so when ritsu arrives after they have this conversation and it's like revealed that ritsu is actually a man or whatever then Shigure's like, oh, are you going to change now? Like, are you going to change into other clothes? And then Ritsu's like, I'll do that too. So then for the rest of the two chapters that Ritsu's there, Ritsu's wearing, like, a men's outfit. Mm-hmm. It's like a button-down shirt and pants. Yeah. Slacks, one might say. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. The whole time Ritsu continues to wear, like, the clothing that he's comfortable in, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then bonds with that over Michan. All, almost yeah. all the scenes with Michan are added yeah, as well. Yeah, she was... A- much more prominent part of the story, which I also thought was a nice change. I thought so too. Yeah, Ritsu and uh, Mi-chan are both characters we don't get a ton of in the manga. No, so I was happy that there was like just even yeah. a little bit more addition of her. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting to note is like the scene where they're coming back from buying takoyaki. That scene that happens with Toru in the mm-hmm. 
the, that conversation essentially happens with Toru. So what happens in the manga, if you haven't read the manga, is that Ritsu goes to get the takoyaki, and it's like the afternoon, so Toru runs into him on the street with the takoyaki. Yeah. He's fighting with a cat to pull it out yeah. of the cat's <laughs> mouth. By fighting and, um, with the cat, I mean apologizing to the cat for trying to take yes. it back. <laughs> He's like, I'll go get more, it's fine. Um, but so... Toru meets him on the street and then they have the same conversation. So in this case, we actually had that conversation happening with Michan, which I thought was an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. So the these kind of some of the ideas that are in that conversation come from Ritsu or come from Michan instead of Toru, which I thought was an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. So actually like amp up her relationship with Ritsu. Yeah. Which is great because they're clearly connected. Like the the all of the dialogue, like that was written for the anime, but it's it's I mean it's it's blatantly obvious that their behavior is very similar yeah. where Mitsu or Michan is like I uh, I freak out when things go badly and like mm. I can't control I don't, I lose my rational behavior and blah 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 and of course that's exactly what, what Ritsu yeah. does so they have that in common yeah like all the added <laughs> scenes feel very authentic to both characters like mm-hmm. and it made it you know kind of a cuter like ongoing storyline where like they bump into each other at the beginning and do a couple apologies yes. and then they like get to know each other rather than just bumping to each, into each other at the very end so it's actually, uh, now that I think about it, it's also set up as a three-beat, so yeah. they meet at the beginning and they apologize to each other, and then mm-hmm. I think, I guess probably the second one would be that Ritsu apologizes to her during the, maybe it's not a three-beat exactly, but yeah. Ritsu apologizes to her for the coffee thing, and then at the end they both apologize to each other again, yeah. so it's like kind of bookended. Their relationship is bookended by this like mutual apologizing yeah. for misunderstanding each other or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is pretty great. Yeah, it's cute. Yes. It's over the top. Mm-hmm. I enjoy how many times it says meet Chanson and reach Chanson in the same sentence. <laughs> or like the end where they were, Michan is like, Richan, thank you so much. And, and then he's like, Michan, thank you so much. Or yeah. whatever, forget exactly. Uh, it's really adorable. They call each other meet Chanson and reach Chanson mm-hmm. in this, which is, is great. Oh, I guess like another kind of, so another thing that's related to Michan is that, so the coffee, okay, so what happened, also what happens in the manga, I also apologize to manga people who just listened to this, we just <laughs> talked about this, but I want everyone to know. <laughs> so, like, in the manga, what happens, the reason why Ritsu goes on the roof is that, like, uh, he bumps into a thing and, like, knocks a plate off of a thing. It's, like, a counter or something, or a table. Mm-hmm. And then Toru cuts her hand, picking up the plate, the pieces of the plate, pretty badly. And then Yuki bandages up her hand, which is fine, but Ritsu goes up on the roof and does the same kind of, like, it's the same like oh oh god so buddha like yeah. forgive me for all or like my sins are too much and then during that kind of in addition to all the things that he said in this he said like um well what he said in this was like i spilled coffee on the manuscript that was like more important to the editor than her life but in the manga he's like um like oh i like i seriously wounded your hand or something like that and she's <laughs> like, like it's, it's fine <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so the kind of like inciting incident for ritsu going onto the roof has to do with michan as well mm-hmm. so it's kind of like so there's a lot of just like complete substitution with tor- stuff that Toru did with Michan, which I still I think is good, because mm-hmm. um, it, it's again it's like deepening their relationship, um, and I think it's nice like tor- it's funny it's interesting because Toru is the one who is constantly connecting with everyone about everything and helping them with all their problems, but it's nice to also have another complete outsider in this case outside of the Somas mm-hmm. who's Michan. Um, to like be someone who connects with Ritsu just on like a human level about the the different like anxiety and problems that they have, which is really interesting. Yeah, a lot of things. A lot of things were like taken away from Toru. Mm-hmm. Like they're the same scenes. Yeah, 
but they're altered so that it's Michan instead of Tori, which I think is very interesting. Yeah. It's a good choice. Yeah, I think they were good changes. I like them. I'm trying to think if there's other... There's other things that changed a little, but no, nothing else I can think of specifically with Michan. Like, one thing that changed a little bit is that Kyo also was there. So in the mm-hmm. in the manga... And he didn't do very much, but, yeah. like, um... Yeah, we the got one... the manga just did another, like, what the hell is whoever doing here joke when he, like, showed up at the end of the chapter. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> right. But this was an, also an interesting opportunity because what happens when he... When they both come home is that... Yeah, Kyo just wasn't there for, like, whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So the same joke happens where Ritsu is like, oh, you look more like a Yame to Yuki. And then he's like, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in this, what was added was that Ki- he Ritsu says that Kyo and Yuki are getting along better. And then Ritsu is like, I take it back when they get all angry. Yeah. Which is interesting because these are the things, these are the two things that we talked about. They're also good additions because, or the one with Kyo is a good addition because it hits on those things that they find really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked with this, I think we talked about this a lot in the Lake House episode where they were, Yuki and Kyo were arguing with each other. And they kept saying, like, oh, like, nothing's wrong with me. I just hate that guy more and more or whatever. Like, it's the same two, or, like, two similar issues again. And you have someone, Ritsu, who's clearly very, like, empathetic or whatever, who's calling them out, which is hilarious. Yeah. I also think it was also a funny gag of just... Reads you yeah. trying to be more confident and hitting on the wrong Picks thing the t- twice in a row. <laughs> the two most yeah. uncomfortable things in a row. It was it was fantastic. Yeah. I laughed a lot. I was like, <laughs> yes, of course they would pick that. Yeah. That's great. I also liked him like immediately Poor doing reason. the same apology to Kyo when he yeah. what he's doing there. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was exactly this. the same wording. Yeah. And the first time Toru was like Richard, and then Richard stops and takes a deep breath and then tells Yuki the thing. In the second one. Ritsu stopped by himself and took a deep breath. Yeah. It was actually interesting, too. There's just a little tiny, teeny Character bit of growth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that it's exactly the same line, yeah. though. That was really funny. He might have even said it before, too. Like, I don't know. He might have said it to Shigure as well. Yeah, I think it was... I'm not sure if it was exactly the same, but it was at least very similar know. to the one he said when he was still outside, when Shigure was like, oh, yes. what brings you here? I also have a feeling that a lot of them, a lot of the things that he says are, like, really common phrase set phrases or something, because mm-hmm. it's like... He's like, oh, I'm sorry for staying so long or whatever, yeah. but like scream apologizing. Yeah, it, that was so. Yeah, yeah, that struck me as funny because that seemed like something you would like politely say to someone, like, oh, sorry for staying so long as you're leaving, just as like a matter of course. But he's doing yeah, it so exactly. dramatically. Yeah, so <laughs> I want I don't know, but because I wasn't I was just laughing at them being really loud scream apologies, yeah. but like I don't know if they're like maybe they're also kind of like just set phrases that people say, which would make yeah. it even funnier. I assume that based on the way that it's written mm-hmm. in the subtitle. I don't know. I just love Ritsu. Yeah. <laughs> And Michan, I like her overdramaticness. We also talked in the our episode. I was like, in the um, we talked about this in the when we discussed the manga. I was like two suicide jokes, yeah. and this one we get three suicide <laughs> yeah. jokes, which I, 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 I find them to be funny. I can understand why people would be sensitive yeah. about that. Um, and yeah, and think, you know, I think they're what they call it like crossing the line twice. I think they're so over the top that. <laughs> Yes. Just kinda, it's like who? Yeah. How did she get a yeah, rope like to the, like, yeah, make a noose? A noose? We'll never like, know. <laughs> set it up in like the two seconds between. Yeah, Ritsu closes the door yeah. and then opens the door and the noose is there and then Ritsu screams yeah. like this amazing shocked scream. Yeah, and then like and two then seconds also, later she's writing out her will. Yeah, so. with like a calligraphy yeah. pen, like a brush, like <laughs> yeah. on like this like weird like folded piece of paper. Like I guess she made lines for the calligraphy or yeah. something. And then Ritsu's like, "What are you? What are you writing?" And she's like, "A will." Yeah. And then Ritsu freaks out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh, we're laughing about it hardcore now so yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's something to be aware of but it's yes. i think it's, it's so over the top that 
Yes. And then... <laughs> you know, it's just that kind of kind of dark comedy thing. It is. I think Jakaya really likes dark comedy. There's a bunch of like really dark <laughs> comedy. Yeah. This is just this is a prime, prime example. The other part that's funny is when Roots is on the roof and he's like the in the manga he was like, The only way I'll be like properly forgiven is by divine punishment or whatever. <laughs> and this is like the same thing where he's like, Oh god, so Buddha, punish me for my sins. Yeah. It's like, calm down, bro. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it's over the top and that's what makes it a wonderful mm-hmm. i like how yeah. um they're so supportive to ritsu it's like oh he did like uh when michan is like oh i'm just he makes shigure makes me feel like i'm not cut out for the job and ritsu is like that's awful and then like they go home and they when she gets the manuscript he's like that's great isn't it michan like it's really really sweet mm-hmm. like it's very nice yeah. he's very very supportive of michan and all her woes <laughs> with shigure we didn't get any of Ritsu's monkey power this time. <laughs> no, because because Toru slipped off the roof yeah. and not Ritsu. Also in the manga, now we can I guess we can talk about these things because they're not like spoilers or whatever, but in the manga, Ritsu, when Ritsu's on the roof, everyone stays on the ground, but they still yell up to Ritsu to like, I don't know, to like, um, whatever it is that Toru says, I can't mm-hmm. remember. Just like, you're, you can make people laugh and people cry and whatever because you're alive. I forget exactly. Yeah. Um but what happens is Ritsu slips a little bit off the roof and then kind of grabs the side of the roof and, like, pulls himself up, which demonstrates his monkey-like strength, mm-hmm. I guess, we supposed in our yeah. discussion. In this case, we don't get that as well. We don't get that as much. Yeah. I like the design of the monkey, too. It's, like, a more realistic-looking yeah. little monkey. It's cute. Yeah, I, I guess we could... For like a second, maybe but... we should just... Sweating monkey. Yeah. Nervously sweating monkey. We could. We should do our little, like, a breakdown of Ritsu. So Ritsu is the monkey of the Zodiac, which we learned before when in the episode where they went to the hot spring. Um, and Ritsu met... Sorry, Toru met Ritsu's mother, uh, the Meisho-san or Okami-san before. <laughs> or what do they call her? My, uh, uh, I can't remember what pun it is now. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So Toru met the... Um, the Ritsu's mother, who's the hostess from the hot spring before. Um, and of course, they do have the same habit of apologizing to the world exactly the same mm-hmm. way, which is great. Ritsu is the monkey. And like we said, yeah, in the in the manga, we don't really see any monkey-like powers that we see from some of the other animals of the Zodiac. Like we saw Kagura. Kagura's like immense physical strength and Momiji's like kind of bouncy attitude. And Hattori's like, I don't know, are seahorses serious? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Hattori's ability to swim in salt water. I don't know. <laughs> or fresh water. Maybe, maybe he's really good with children. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he does kind of like... There's like scenes of him with like little baby Yuki, wasn't there? Although he was erasing baby Yuki's friend's memories, yeah. so I guess not. I would have a picture of him with like like five children just clinging to him. <laughs> <laughs> Looking sort of like whatever that emotion is where their eyes are just like two like circles with lines. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> But yeah, Ritsu, so because of that kind of, like, alteration in the scene, we don't get any um, sense of any other extraordinary monkey powers that Ritsu mm-hmm. might have in the anime, just to kind of compare and contrast. Yeah. But the monkey is adorable. The little monkey yeah. form is adorable. Yeah, because like in the manga, the monkey is, like, really round and cartoon-looking. <laughs> like Ayame the snake noodle with yes. his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I love how she does Ayame. I know. <laughs> all of the uh, all of the animals are more abstracted in the mm-hmm. in the manga. This is just another yet another yeah. kind of like extra uh, detail added to the monkey. Mm-hmm. Was it? Oh, except for that uncanny Kyo face that we saw in the yeah. last or the lake house one. 
good times. And then, of course, yeah, Ritsu's, Ritsu's kind of deal is that Ritsu has a lot of nervous anxiety, it seems, mm-hmm. and has been that way, felt that way since... Ritsu says, like, I have no, you know, like, no talents, no extraordinary talents or whatever, something like that. Like, there's nothing special about him, he thinks. And that his parents were always apologizing for him. He also found that at a young age that wearing girls' clothing made him feel more comfortable, but then that on the at the on the other hand, that meant that his parents have to apologize for him even more. And he feels a lot of guilt around that, I think. Mm-hmm. Ritsu's looking for to be a reason that he was born or a reason that he's alive. And Toru offers her opinion, which is that she feels like she wants to... She's looking for a reason herself. Oh, we didn't talk about... An important thing to talk about is Toru's reason for living or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, she he's looking for... Reese is looking for a reason to live and Toru kind of offers that her reason is she wants to find a reason in other people. She's looking for a reason herself and she understands that struggle. Ritsu's trying to find a reason to live. In the manga, he's looking for someone to eat takoyaki with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finding, find a reason to live in another in another person or in the people around him like Toru kind of also. Mm-hmm. So they share that, I guess, in their, you know, I don't know, their deal. So that's kind of like Ritsu, a, a snapshot of Ritsu, what we know now. I guess. I hope we get... I don't know if they'll have time, but it'd be nice to see if they animate things with, like, Ritsu and Mitsu. I want to see their, like, uh, like an adventure of them trying on kimonos and, like, doing, like, Purikura or whatever, like, the photos. And, like, I don't know. I think that'd be charming. But we won't get that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, basically, like, it's, fu- it's funny. In summary, there were a lot of, like, minor... I, not even minor it's like it's funny because it's like exactly the same content but then sometimes it's like a different character or whatever like that says something um mm-hmm. like these changes from the manga and that i wasn't expecting but i think it, it was put together in a way that communicates everything that needs to be communicated and like elevates the in a manga from where it was before which i think is nice so mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was it was a good episode i wasn't expecting more i wasn't expecting something beyond i had an expectation and this delivered beyond that expectation i feel yeah. like yeah, I think so. it might be one of the most changed episodes. Um, but yeah, I think they were positive changes. I agree. We don't often have debates, but I feel like yeah. this is a non-debate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, great. Next time, we'll be talking about episode 20 called I Can't Believe You Picked It Up. <laughs> Another, like, A-plus title from the yeah. <laughs> from the from the team. I don't know. I mean, I I just think they're kind of funny and they're weird out of context. This one took me a second to figure out what it's from, but I know. I'm mm-hmm. ready for next time. Um, yep. Okay, so thank you all for listening. You can leave us ask and call. I promise I'll answer that. If I haven't answered them by the time the episode comes out, I promise I will answer them. Um, but you can find us at staytogetherpodcast.com, staytogetherpodcast on Tumblr, staytogetherpod on Twitter. You can email us. You can listen to us on a variety of podcasting apps, any of them, I think, at this point, unless there's some new service that you have to submit to that i don't know about but whatever (laughs) we can do that too um hope you're enjoying this podcast i was really excited about this episode i think next episode for the manga if you listen to the manga ones next episode for the manga is going to be a good one i think i'm predicting it now (laughs) (laughs) we're about to record it so we'll find out but (laughs) anyway thank you all for listening we'll see you next time
back to talk about spoilers. Was that chill enough or not? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just excited every time. (laughs) So basically, like, the spoilers that I have are all kind of regarding, like, differences from the manga, most of them. Mm -hmm. Like... Because, like, essentially all of the stuff with, like, Yuki and Haru and the school stuff was all cut because, of course, it hasn't happened yet. So <laughs> that's interesting. And then Toru's hand doesn't get injured, so Yuki doesn't bandage her hand, so there's no ship teasing. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Just straight up teasing of Yuki's terrible bandage. Yeah, I like how Momiji's like, someone cared a lot about this. That was, like, my favorite, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things. But it's fine. There's more opportunities for Toru to get injured, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's no, <laughs> yeah, Hattori doesn't come. So, like, Shigeru doesn't call Hattori, so there's no Hattori Toru ship teasing either. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and it, like you said earlier, it's just solely focused on Ritsu and then Ritsu and Mitsu's, Mitsu's relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, which I thought was a good choice, frankly. Because then they also, because, like, basically what happens is, like, Ritsu shows up, and then, like, I can't think of another time that Ritsu comes back, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, I don't know, actually, off the top of my head, if Ritsu comes back at another time. Yeah. Like, probably not even at the beach. Yeah, I don't think he gets, like, really another full appearance. He's gets, like, a couple little things toward the end. And then, like, kind of being there, but... Yeah, yeah, the only scene that I can remember is, like, when the curse breaks and he's with Mitsu, and then you're like, oh, like, (laughs) at the end of the series. Uh, I don't even think he was... I don't think he was with... Mitsu? I think he was with his mom when the curse broke. Oh, maybe. There's a scene of them together. at the end, yeah. I think, like, after the curse broke, and they're just showing everyone... Um, and Maybe I know, that's it. I know he's there when, uh, like, when Akito gra- gathers everyone, and I think he might show up at like some of the New Year's scenes. Yeah, it's possible. Like, just it's a quick talking to someone for a couple lines, but yeah, essentially I don't think he gets, very like, rarely appearance anymore. No. Um, so yeah, it was nice that their their relationship is built up, their relationship established is is established with more strength than in the manga, which I thought mm-hmm. was nice. Um, but then on the one hand, it kind of, it, it takes a couple, it takes a little bit away from Toru's relationship with Ritsu, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't feel that strongly about it. Yeah. I think it's okay. I, she's got strong relationships with a lot of characters. Everybody and, else. <laughs> yeah. And you it's know, not like it takes it away completely. They still no. have some nice interactions. They do. And yeah, I mean, like they're, her main kind of thing that she says to Ritsu is, is covered. So... Mm-hmm. That's fine. And then I think, like I said, and when we were talking about the non-spoilers, I think, like, having another person who's outside of the Soma is, like, just who accepts or kind of, like, connects with Risu is great. I think that's a good addition to have. Mm-hmm. It just shows people connecting to them on a like, kind of a human level the way that Akito says that, that nobody can. So it's yeah. kind of nice to have that being subverted. So it's very interesting, I think. Yeah. I think we have a few characters where it's, like, Toru makes kind of an initial connection that helps them. And then, like, with that, they can kind of reach out outside of the like soma circle yeah like in particular like yuki for example yeah, comes yuki to mind. Especially. and others i mean there's like a yame but it's more like he had mine first i think mm-hmm. and then he talks to toru about his issues that he's still working through yeah there, you're right that oh, well there aren't a lot of spoilers i think because it's a lot of it is like brought to the fore <laughs> so because yeah. by mitsu mm-hmm. being there kind of eliminates a lot of like Ritsu Mitsu spoilers mm-hmm. I think and then because uh, I think their relationship is pretty clearly established that they're going to have some kind of relationship at the end yeah with their little scene at the end um and then of course Toru's deal with her mom being her reason to live and it's a reason that you can sometimes lose mm-hmm. um is established 
Yeah. And then, of course, that's that's starting to set up all of her issues that she's going to deal with later. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any other things that I think are spoilery. Yeah. All the things that were spoilery were just stuff that didn't happen. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really, because because it hasn't happened yet. And I think that choice to cut those things made sense. Yeah. Yeah, then, of course, the next episode is Hero saying, I can't believe you picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is that from for a second? <laughs> so that's interesting. So we're going to get Hero. So now we're at episode 19, so that'll be 20. I wonder what else they're going to have before uh, before the true form. Yep. There's still a couple more episodes left, so we'll see. It'd be funny if it was something completely random and then we're going to have to like go through like something else that's like way later in the manga. Yeah, it's like something oh, we haven't actually gotten to yet. <laughs> I'd be pleased. Or maybe they'll have the thing with, like, Haru and his <laughs> breakup with Rin. I don't know. Yeah. It could be interesting. It's a mystery. <laughs> mystery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. It's a pretty short spoiler section, but I don't I don't really have any other things to say. It's like one of those situations where a new character was introduced, but this new character happens to not be involved that much in the rest of the story, as far as we yeah. know. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just replace your regularly expected spoilers with like a shrug emoji, and that's... yeah. <laughs> spoilers is like here's what didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> In that case, I guess shrug emoji. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time for I don't know. I guess it'll be for the next manga chapter, but then for the uh, anime episode about hero, I guess that's what we're gonna get. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, see you all next time. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) Which airport's closer to Broadway? Uh, (laughs) You're like, I want to walk from the airport to Broadway. (laughs) So you're actually going to go on your trip? Yeah. Then you can go to the top of the, like, Empire State Building, and, like, maybe you'll meet a random person and fall in love that's how it works right (laughs) (laughs) or maybe you'll escape your family and then you'll catch two criminals who are on the run from the law and then you'll meet tim curry i think all of these only happen if you go there at christmas (laughs) oh yeah you're right sorry (laughs) i'm sorry i'm not sure if there's any plots for early october i think it's just sex in the city so like (laughs) whatever (laughs) it's just like or like uh there's gotta be like a how i met your mother plot Maybe you'll see yeah. a Kaka Mouse or whatever they called it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's even like a, there's only a couple specifically New York things that really happen in that show. You can mm-hmm. run a marathon and then get stuck on the subway because your legs don't work anymore. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I've seen where the subway turns around. You don't want to see where the subway turns around. <laughs> you can ride around in a limo and go, woo. <laughs> We're old enough to become woo girls now, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ready to talk about this basket? <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about the anime. on the tangents early. <laughs> yeah, we've got to get them out of the way. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it works.